I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You must communicate in order to influence and persuade. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Two questions I get asked the most. Number one, Dre, is there a way that I can talk to you on a regular basis for accountability to make sure I'm staying consistent and to get help with any challenges I may have ongoing? And number two, Dre, are you going to write any more books? Answer to both of those questions are yes and hell yes. Let me tell you how you can do both in one shot. I want you to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com where you have the option of getting my Bulletproof Bulletin, which is my monthly magazine that I'm sending out every single month to everyone who is a member of my university, where every month I'm writing new material that is fresh game for you to work on your personal growth and your business growth. I'm going to send that physically in your mailbox every single month. Again, that's called the Bulletproof Bulletin. That is for everybody who is a member of my university at workingyourgameuniversity.com. Now you have another option while you're right there on that page. You can also join my mastermind. This is where you can talk to me on a regular basis. I mean, every single week, you're going to get a live training from me. I answer all questions. We handle all challenges and hold each other accountable. That is inside of my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's the second level of my university where, as I just said, every week I have a live training where I'm going to teach on a subject that melds personal development and business development where we get straight to the point. No bullshit, no fluff, no filler material. I take the complex challenges that you're dealing with right now and I simplify them in a bite-sized way, just like I do here on the show every single day. Now, you can get all the information and all the details about both of these programs and all the bonuses that I didn't even mention because, by the way, I took all the courses that I've ever created. I have a course on how to use your social media story for maximum impact. I have a course called Bulletproof Mindset 2.0. That is my deepest material on mental toughness, discipline, leadership, and communication skills. I have a course called People Skills on building rapport and leading other people, as well as leading yourself and how you can get your point across to others. I have a course called Content Machine about creating content that will help you lay the foundation for building your brand the same way that I've done and that I continually do. I have a course called Toughen Up, one called Unapologetic one called Sell Yourself. I have another course called 25 Hours about time management and time control. I have a 30 Days of Discipline course, an ASAP Confidence course, and a bunch of other courses. I'm not even going to list them all because this audio clip would be too long if I list everything. All of those bonuses I'm throwing in for free as you become a member of my university and of my mastermind. All the information, all your options, and you can get started right now by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com. If you, A, want to know if I'm going to write anymore, yes, I am. I'm going to write. As a matter of fact, every month, I'm going to send you a new copy of my magazine with fresh new material for you to keep your game focused, sharp, and on point. And B, 
you want to work with me directly, you want to be able to talk to me every week, get your questions answered, get your challenges handled, and network and build relationships and connect with a community of like-minded professionals who are serious about their game like you are, all of that happens in my Bulletproof Mastermind. All information, and you're going to get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you're expecting to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, when not done, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called Work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is we're going to ask a question, and then I'm going to give you some ways that you will be able to answer it, because I'm not going to answer the question for you, but I will give you the question. The question is, are you a salesperson or an order taker? And yes, there is a difference between the two. And yes, you are either one or the other. And yes, even if you don't like being in sales, you are in sales. So either you are doing it well, but you are doing it poorly, but you are in the game, all right, whether you want to be in the game or not. So I'm going to help many of you get really clear on exactly what you're doing in your sales game these days and also hopefully spurn you to go and get better. This will spurn you forward, move you forward, push you forward, inspire, motivate you, activate you to go and actually get better at selling and become at least become consciously intentional about it. Those of you are, who are not and then Work on your actual sales game and sales skills so you can be better at it for those of you who are already conscious about it and those of you who will soon be. So this is a topic. Actually, before I get into that, let me tell everyone that I send out a daily motivation text every day free of charge. Everyone who's in my text community, if you would like to receive that text, all you got to do is text me at the following number, 305-384-6894. That text is free for you to receive every day straight to your phone, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point throughout your days. So all you got to do is text me the number once again. 305-384-6894. The text is free. All you got to do is text me to let me know that you want to receive it. And you'll be getting that every day straight to your phone. Uh, normal text messaging rate supply based on what kind of plan you got. I would assume these days text messaging is free, right? You know, people don't charge you for text anymore, do they? Anyway, this topic and the question that I'm going to be asking here is I need all salespeople to actually ponder this first. And think about what this actually means to you. Any of you who sells anything, if you consider yourself a salesperson, those of you who do not consider yourselves salespeople, let me let you know, as I just said, you are a salesperson. You are probably just bad at it, which is why you don't consider yourself a salesperson. But you should start looking at yourself as a salesperson because you are selling something. And as I told you in episode 1928, timid salespeople will starve to death because all of us have to sell something. I mean, if you really think about it, for you to, if you have a job right now, you have to sell something. If you run a business, of course you have to sell things. If you are in a relationship, you have to sell something. If you have ever gotten someone to agree with you on anything, you sold something. If you ever had somebody in your way and you were able to get them to move out of your way, metaphorically or literally, you sold something. If you have ever been in an argument with somebody and you won the argument, or at least you got your point across, you had to sell something. If you have friends You've sold something. So all of us do a lot of selling all the time in life. Maybe we don't look at it as sales, but it is sales. Anytime you're trying to influence or persuade another person, you are selling. Again, either you're doing it well or you're doing it poorly. Either you're doing it consciously or doing it unconsciously, but there is a sale that is taking place. Either you're being sold or you are doing selling one or the other. So let's get into this so you understand exactly why I'm making this differentiation between an order taker and a salesperson. 
because the order taker is more of the passive type of salesperson, but you'll understand what I mean. And I'll give you some examples. And I might be talking about you when I give those examples here today, but don't be mad at me for giving you the message. You should actually be thanking me for pointing it out to you so that we can actually do something about your game instead of you being unconscious about your lack. If that happens to be the case, all right, you're going to have to be the judge. I can't judge it. Point number one, today's topic, once again, are you a salesperson or order taker? Many people that I've come across at their place of work, these are not people that I know personally, but I go into a business. It could be a, a grocery store. It could be somebody selling real estate. It could be an entrepreneur trying to sell some course or an author trying to sell a book. Many people who I come across at their place of work either do not understand that they are in sales, meaning they are kind of just, they're just throwing whatever they have out there or they're just doing whatever their boss told them to do. And, and often it's the boss's fault because if somebody's the boss and they didn't teach you that you're actually in sales and you need to actually do some things on purpose. If the boss didn't teach you that and they didn't instill it in you and then you're out there looking dumb, well, it's actually is kind of your fault because you should know it. You should take personal responsibility, but it's also your boss's fault because you work for the boss and the boss didn't tell you. But I come across salespeople who clearly do not understand that they're in the sales business. They think they're just in the give information and if somebody buys, they buy business. That's the business a lot of people appear to believe that they're in, or they actually deny that they're in sales. So they don't want to do anything that involves persuading, influencing, following up, being aggressive to actually close a deal to get someone to actually do something. Often these are the type of salespeople who might be in a situation where their product or service is going to sell to someone no matter what. So it really doesn't matter whether they close person A or person B. I come across salespeople like that. There are people who are paid regardless of how much or how little they sell. So they are not incentivized to actually get anything done. All they had to do is show up and be a warm body and they're going to get paid the same amount no matter what. So because of that lack of incentive, they're not really doing anything. And I would put that on the company that they're working for because human beings, we all respond to incentives. You give humans an incentive to do anything, they will do it. You give them incentives to not do something, they won't do it for the most part. So that's kind of on the company, but it's also on the human because if you don't have any initiative, even if you're not getting rewarded for it, then either you need to go find a place where you will be rewarded for your initiative or you actually, that's actually the number one thing you should do and show that your initiative actually produces a result so that you can actually earn that reward. Because if you don't produce, then nobody's going to pay you for it, pay you for your initiative. So some people deny that they're in sales or I come across people who will affirm that they are in sales. They agree that they're a salesperson, but they are content with floating by with no actual skill. So they will happen to have some transactions happen and they get credit for it, but they don't really know what they're doing. They're not doing it intentionally and they're not, they don't really seem to be you know, that conscious or eager or again, they're not having any initiative about actually making it happen. And this is a challenge in many ways, which you'll understand as we continue to talk here. And as you listen to some of my other masterclasses where I've talked about selling, the number one thing you need to understand about sales is it's all about communication. Sales is communication because to sell, there are basically three things you need to do. Number one, you're going to present a product or service or what we call an offer, whatever that thing is that you're offering to the prospect. Number two, you're going to talk about the virtues of that offer and hopefully communicate whatever positive emotions you have about that offer to the prospect so that they too can have the same positive emotions about that offer and thus be will be enticed and wanting to have that thing that you're offering. That's step number two. And step number three in selling is to actually ask for the sale. Ask the person, okay, all right, this pin costs $10. 
will you pay me $10 for this pen? Or would you like to buy this pen? Or would you like to have this pen? Or you know, how should I wrap this pen up? Do you want me to just hand it to you? Do you want me to put it in a, in a case? Do you want it in a bag? And you can assume the sale, but either way, you must ask for the sale. So number one, present. Number two, share. Number three, ask. That's it. Those are the three steps of the sales process. Present, share, and ask. Now, sometimes this sales process, and no matter what you sell, those three steps all go into it. So you could be selling real estate at $10 million a transaction. You're doing the same thing. It might not happen as quickly as I, as we can speak about it, but it happens. So what do you do? You do showings. You show people the home or the mansion or the condo or the boat or the RV, whatever it is that you're selling, you present it. Then you share the virtues of it. You make sure they understand, hey, you know that this place has eight bathrooms. Do you know that this place used to be owned by a former president? Do you know that this place is on the same grounds of some, you know, some ritual from hundreds of years ago? And it's like hallowed ground because of where it's built. Do you know about the weather in this area? Do you know who your neighbors are to the left and to the right? You present all the virtues. You talk about all the great things about this house and all the things that it comes with and all the bells and whistles. That's the presenting part. And again, this could take time. And then you ask for the sale. You ask them, okay, all right, here's the price. You ready to buy this house? You ready to move into this house? When do you want to move in? All right, who's your, who's doing your bank financing? Are you a cash buyer? All right, here's what the seller is looking for. So you are asking for the sale. Even if it takes a long time to do the process, it is the exact same thing happening no matter what you are selling. And everything that I just shared with you is what? It must be communicated. You must communicate that. If I have a great offer to sell you, if I got this great book here called, and I'll show it to you, I got this great book here called The Third Day. This could be an amazing book, but if I fail to communicate to you what this book is about or why you will want this book, or most importantly, what this book is going to do for you, because you don't really care what the book is about unless it's going to do something that actually affects you. If I fail to communicate that, you will not go get the book, even if I offer to give you the book for free. And all you got to do is cover the shipping which is exactly how I offer this book. If I didn't tell you why this book is going to be useful for you, you probably would not go get it unless you're my grandmother or something. Maybe, maybe my grandma might buy my book just to support me, but I don't think anybody else is going to go get anything from anyone just to support unless they believe there's something that they're going to get out of it. And maybe it's just the good vibes that they get from quote unquote supporting, whatever that means. The point is you have to communicate something. You must communicate to sell. Whether you are selling via a billboard and people just get to drive by it on a the highway they, and they see what you said, whether you're selling through online ads on Google and Facebook, whether you are selling through Instagram posts, whether you are selling through a physical mail piece that comes to someone's physical mailbox, whether you're doing two hour infomercials at three o'clock in the morning or you're selling through a physical storefront like a Chick-fil-A or a Shake Shack, you must communicate to your prospects. Those are the people that you want to sell to people who understand that language. You must communicate to those people what you want. To, them to understand why they need to understand it, why it's valuable to them, aka why it's valuable to them, and what they need to do to get it. So you might be thinking, of okay, how does a Chick-fil-A or a Shake Shack, how are they doing that? Because Chick-fil-A and Shake Shack, if you work there and you're at the register or you're at the back, you know, making the burgers, you don't have to do a sales presentation to anybody, get them to buy a Shack burger and fries. So what exactly do you do? Well, that's why they have menus. When you go to a McDonald's or Burger King, any place like that, they have a menu. You already have an idea of what they're selling because that's probably why you came in there in the first place. Or maybe you Googled it. You go inside, they have a menu. And what does the menu tell you? It communicates to you what the items are that are available for sale. They tell you what's on each thing. They usually have a picture of it that will entice you to want to buy it and eat it. And then they tell you, here's how much it costs. This Shack burger costs $7.95. So now you know, I want this burger. It's going to satisfy my hunger. And 
It costs eight dollars. All right, I will make this purchase. Then they're asking you for the sale just by being there. Or they're presenting ways for you to buy. Actually, they're not really asking you for the sale, but they're presenting ways for you to buy is a better way of saying it in a place like that. And then you make your purchasing decision. You pay the $7.95 plus tax, and then you get your burger, who knows, 20 minutes later. Sometimes Shake Shack can be kind of slow in my experience, but you get the point. The first point here is that you must communicate in order to influence and persuade. All sales is influence and persuasion. If you cannot communicate well, or you don't have strong communication skills, you will fail at influencing and persuading, even if you have an offer that will really help another person. This is why communication skills matter so much for anyone who is selling anything. And this is something that I'm going to be doing a full training on in the coming. I might have already done it by the time you hear this, but in the coming weeks and months in the Bulletproof Mastermind, I'm going to be doing multiple trainings on the skill of communication because so many people suck at communicating, even though they have something that actually would be good. They can't communicate it clearly enough and to the point enough and often are not communicating to the right people exactly what it is they have. And thusly, they fail to make a sale. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is a question. Are you a salesperson or order taker? Number two, what do I mean when I say an order taker? So going right back to my example of a McDonald's or a Shake Shack or a Chipotle, the people who work there, even the people who actually talk to the customers, not even the cooks, but the people who talk to the customers, they're not actually salespeople. They had to sell to get their job at Chipotle or McDonald's, but they don't have to sell in the job. All they have to do is not fuck it up. Now, that's basically all you had to do. If I work in because I'm not knocking anybody who works at Shake Shack or at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's when I was a senior in high school. When you work at a place like that, all you have to do is not fuck up the process. You don't actually have to sell anything. All you got to do is listen to what the person says they want, give them what they want, ring it up on the register, exchange, you know, get the money, give them their stuff and say, hey, have a nice day, sir. And they go away and it's over. Then you just wash, rinse, repeat. You do that over and over again. Over the course of an eight-hour shift, you get a paycheck every two weeks. That's how I went you know, 20 so or so years ago when I worked at McDonald's. Is that pretty much how it goes now? All right, their system is pretty tight. All you have to do is not mess up. You don't sell when you're at McDonald's. You don't have to sell a Big Mac. You don't have to sell people on fries. That stuff sells itself. Now, you can offer them an upsell, like somebody orders a burger. You say, hey, do you want fries with that? Would you like a McFlurry? Would you like to, at Whole Foods, sometimes when I go there, they ask me, would I like to donate a dollar to some charity or something that they're asking me about? You can offer a little upsell or something like that. But for the most part, the products in places like that sell themselves. So the people who work there don't actually have to do any selling. Now, the challenge with that, any of you who works at a job like that where you don't really have to do any selling, all you have to do is just process the process, whatever the process happens to be with the prospects or the customers, is that you can't write your own check. Right? You can't name your own price simply because you are a fungible, which means replaceable, cog in a system that could work with or without you. And this is not even the topic of today's episode, but if you happen to be working in a system like that and you're like, well, it's easy for me, right? I don't have to worry about selling. Anyone who works in a job where you don't have to do any type of selling, any type of influencing or any type of persuading, all you have to do is just follow a process that already exists. Here's what I want you to understand is that you can be replaced because if you're not doing anything that doesn't require any specialized skill, doesn't require you doing any kind of selling or you're not offering any kind of skill set, let's Put it like that. It doesn't have to be selling. There are other things that you could do. But if you're not offering any type of skill set that is tough to replace or duplicate, you are easily replaced and thus your value will be lower. Just keep that in mind. Any of you who doesn't do any selling in any of your work, all right, that is not a, a virtue. It's probably not something you should be too proud of. You should actually be concerned because you could easily be replaced as soon as somebody, the person who is paying you now, finds someone who, who, they can, who can do your job for less than what they're paying you. Anyway, when you work at a McDonald's, 
It sells itself. All you do is take the orders. That's what I mean when I say an order taker. But one of the worst things that can happen to a new salesperson is for them to have a hot product and a hot market, because that's how this person, even though they do have to sell, they have to influence and persuade, ostensibly they do, they might never learn to sell and they may start thinking that they are a good salesperson just because they're taking a lot of orders. I'll give you an example. When I worked in the last place that I worked before I moved out of Philadelphia was a gym called Philadelphia Sports Clubs. And I worked at a location that was in Society Hill, which is a couple blocks away from famous South Street in Philadelphia. And when I was working there, maybe like a few months, maybe three months into the time that I was working there, a new location of the company opened a new location in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And when they open a new location of a business, any of you who's worked in you know, any kind of corporate or thing like that, you know that when a new location gets open, especially retail, they will grab some people from the current locations who are already working for the company and they'll select a few of them to help open the new place. And if you're working on a job that has any form of commission involved, and this job was a commission-based job, you want to be chosen for that new location. Why? Because a new hot location the sales are going to come in so easily that you don't even have to be a good salesperson. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to get a lot of commission simply because the sales are just flowing in. Every single person who walks in there is a new prospect and right, you only have to be good. You're just going to make a whole lot of sales just by standing there. So I really, I was excited that maybe I might get chosen to go and work at this new location. But alas, I did not get chosen to go work at this new location. But when the new location opened, I knew some people who were other salespeople at the company. They did get chosen to go work at the new spot. And it was pretty easy money for them. They were getting these huge commission checks, at least for the first month or two, simply because everybody that came in there was easy money and a new person working there. I remember when I was working at Valley Total Fitness, this is before Philadelphia Sports Clubs. I worked at some locations that had been there for decades. I mean, these places were old. They had been growing cobwebs because they had been there for so long. Everybody in the area knew that that location was there. So the selling was much harder to come by simply because we really had to sell to get people to buy stuff. Whereas at that PSC, the Philadelphia Sports Club, when that new location opened, somebody working there could just be an order taker because if they just sit there, they're going to get 10, 20 prospects coming in every single day ready to buy because of this new gym that's maybe close to their job or close to their home and they're going to go buy it. And this person might start to think, especially because of that commission check that they got that, hey, you know, I'm a really good salesperson. Look at this. Look at all these sales that I made. Look at all this commission that I got when this person really didn't have to have any real sales skills to get those results. This is what I mean by an order taker. You become a salesperson when you're in a situation where the sales are not so easy to come by and you really need skill in order to produce the result. And me being in the situations that I was in, I remember working at a Valley Total Fitness that was in Willow Grove, which is outside of Philadelphia, about a block away from the Willow Grove Mall. There was a Valley Total Fitness there. It's not there anymore. The building is still there. Last time I drove by, I forget what it was. It got turned into something else. I'm not even sure it's a gym anymore. It might be a gym, but I know it's not Bally because Bally went out of business. But when I worked there, I really had to have very strong sales skills. But by that point, I've been working at a different location before that. So my sales skills were pretty strong by then. So I was doing pretty well in sales. And my sales manager, he was a guy who had come over from the personal training side of the company and they made him a sales manager because I guess he had been good at training, but he didn't know shit about sales. I was the best salesperson in that whole building and I wasn't even a head guy. He was the head guy. He was a bum. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. But because I worked there at a place that had been there for so long, I knew if I didn't have any real sales skills, I would have starved there. I wouldn't have made any commission because it was very hard to sell. But it made me better simply because it was not easy. So another example, 
when I wanted to play basketball professionally, I didn't have any prospects. Nobody was, I didn't have any scouts coming to my games when I was in college. Nobody was looking for me. Nobody was hunting me down when I graduated to play basketball. So for me to play overseas, I had to sell myself. I had to hustle my way into it. I had to go find where are the opportunities at. And even when I went to an event like an exposure camp and played well, I didn't get a contract offer right there on the spot. I had to take my scouting report and my footage from that exposure camp. And I had to go find basketball agents who were like the go-betweens for jobs. And I had to sell myself to get one of them to even be interested in me, to want to represent me. And then I had to sell that agent on actually working for me because that agent had more than one client. All right, why push for Dre to get a job when you can push for one of these other 10 guys you represent to get a job? So I had to do a whole bunch of sales jobs just to get my opportunity in the first place. And then even when I sold myself and was able to get overseas, I still had to sell myself on the court. I still had to play my way into staying on that job that I had because playing overseas is not like many other jobs. They could let you go at any time or for no reason at all. And it's not America. So you don't have the contractual or the legal rights that an employee would have in the United States. And whatever way you can think about it, you don't have those rights over there. They can just decide you don't work here anymore and it's over just like that. And there's really no recourse. So I had to learn how to sell myself in those spaces. So all these times in my life when I had to learn how to sell myself, sharpen my sales skills. And I was never an order taker. I never had the luxury of being an order taker, at least in the professional things that I was doing, let's say from college on, because I really had to sell myself to get those opportunities. Even coming into what I do now with this show right here, many of you who listen to the show, you just found the show. You found it because you were looking around for certain topics or certain ideas and you came across maybe one thing that I said, you listened to it, you liked it, and you kept listening. What is that? I sold you. All right, that one show I sold you on listening to more shows or so, to subscribe to the show, or maybe you heard me on somebody else's platform, or maybe you saw one of my books, maybe you saw an ad for one of my books, and I sold you one. All right, come take this free book, discover the shipping. You liked it. Now you're listening to this. So there are many different ways that I've had to sell myself so many times to where I understand the difference between these two points of being a salesperson and being someone who just is just flowing in so easily. You don't even have to do anything. But this ability to sell, again, it requires communication and it's all influence and persuasion, but we're not done here. We're only about halfway through the points that I want to make here. If you want to know why I was able to play basketball professionally, it was not because of my talent, even though there's a baseline level of talent you need to play. It was because of my ability to sell, because there were other players who had equal or maybe even more baseline talent than I had, but it was my ability to sell that made me stand out from the rest of them. If you notice something, when you go to grocery stores, those of you who do your own grocery shopping, when I go to places like Whole Foods, I'm noticing this even more. There's a Whole Foods in downtown Miami that has taken, they used to have a whole bunch of, um, let's see, it wasn't even wasn't that long ago, maybe three years ago. You go to a grocery store, they have the regular checkout lines where everybody stands in line with their big carts and they put it on the conveyor belt and they check you out. They had a bunch of those. Then they had maybe five or six of the little short checkout lines and people who had the little basket, like eight items or less or 10 items or less. You know what I'm talking about? And there'd be one person working at a little shelf, just basically a little counter. And you just put your little eight items on that counter. They check you out just for the fast transactions. They've replaced those. And a lot of grocery stores that I go to, those eight items or less lines have been replaced with. Now, what do they have? Automated checkouts. Now you check yourself out at the grocery store. You don't even have to talk to a person. You scan your own items. You, you know, put it in a little bagging area. You pay for it. And the transaction is over. You don't have to talk to anybody. At the Whole Foods in South Beach, 
And I like that Whole Foods. It's a little boutique, a little small Whole Foods, but I like that store. They have replaced almost all of the checkout lines. Now, not all of them, but almost all of the checkout lines with these automated self-checkout counters. And you had to do the checkouts yourself. And instead of having five or six workers who are working the belts, now it's one worker just standing there just in case anybody needs help. They go help you out. They scan their little card and you know, make sure that you scan things the right way if you need help or you need something voided, something like that. Grocery stores are doing this all over the place, right? Even where you live, I bet they're doing this more and more. They're putting these self-checkout stations in and what are they replacing? They're replacing the humans. They're replacing the workers. Each one of those stations can take orders just as fast and just as efficiently as a human being can. Maybe even faster, maybe even more efficiently. The point being, that self-checkout counter is nothing more than an order taker. All it's doing is taking your order. All right, your order is, you want these groceries, this produce, this cheese, this bread, this milk. Okay, here's how much it costs. It cashes you out and it's done. Human beings used to do that. Now they got machines doing it. I want you to understand this is a precursor to what is coming and that any job in which you are doing nothing but taking orders, there are people, really smart people who are scheming. They are plotting and scheming for how to not have to pay you anymore and use a computer instead to do what you are already doing, which is merely taking orders. If you are not using your skills and your communication and influence abilities to help increase the bottom line of your business or someone else's business, you are soon to be replaced. And this is going to happen faster than you think. Point number three, today's topic, once again, are you a salesperson or order taker? Number three, job of a salesperson is helping turn prospects into customers and clients. That's it. Let me say it again. Your bottom line job. Now, I told you the process. Now, this is the job. If I was to hire you as a salesperson, this is your job. If you were working for me, your job is to turn prospects into customers and clients. In other words, people who are interested and the people who have paid money and will continue to pay money. That's your job. And me as a salesperson in my company, that is my job. In other words, you want to turn a person who is just looking into a person who is making a buying decision. And a buying decision will be either no, I will not buy or yes, I will buy. And no just means not right now for a good salesperson. I see too many alleged salespeople who do not appear to understand this. And most of the time, it's not, they're not appearing to understand. They don't understand it. And thus, they have zero effect on the outcome of prospect engagements. And this is tragic to a business. All right, this is like you are hemorrhaging. If you're, you have people working for you in your company, any of you listening right now, and if you are the, the only person working in your company and you don't understand this, I want you to understand something. Your business is bleeding to death right now because your salespeople or salesperson, if that's just you, has zero effect on the outcome of prospect engagements. In other words, an automated machine like the ones at the grocery store can do your job and will soon have your job. If a computer can do what you do right now, then you're going to be replacing. This is not something to joke about. I want you to see episodes 2079 and 2080, where I talked about the difference makers versus the good players. Which one are you? Are you a difference maker? Or are you a person who is just there holding up the wall, as we like to say? Are you just collecting a check or are you actually making a difference in the bottom line? If you are just collecting a check, I want to let you know, all right, the last couple of years with the shutdowns and the economic challenges that many businesses face because of them, all right, it woke a whole lot of people up. They were going to wake up anyway. It would have taken about five years to wake up, but instead they woke up in about two years. Your head's on the chopping block, okay? The jig is going to be up and it's not going to go on forever. Your boss might be listening to this episode right now. Okay, so don't think that you're getting away with anything. And if you are, you won't be getting away with it much longer. You better wake up 
and step your sales game up. And in the Bulletproof Mastermind, I will help you with that. I will tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. But you got to wake up first because I can't give you anything you're not willing to take. So tomorrow, what's, here's what we're going to do tomorrow. I'm going to turn you into an actual salesperson. So I'm not just going to leave you here feeling anxious and concerned about your future because you should be anxious and concerned about your future. But I'm going to tell you what to do about your future in tomorrow's episode. First, let's recap today's episode. The topic, once again, is are you a salesperson or an order taker? Point number one, many people have come across their place of employment either or their business, either don't understand that they're in sales or they deny that they're in sales or they believe they're in sales, but they're content with floating by with no actual sales skills. Sales really boils down to communication. You cannot influence or persuade another person without communicating in some way, shape or form, even if it is nonverbal communication. Point number two, an order taker is a person like the registered worker at McDonald's or the, the checkout girl at Whole Foods. They don't have to sell anything. All you have to do is just not screw up the transaction that has already consummated. The problem is companies have woken up and realized that they can replace order takers with machines that can take orders. I was in Europe in the summer of 2021 and McDonald's now, and they, they have this in America too, but I never walk into a McDonald's in America. I just happened to stroll into the McDonald's in Europe because I just wanted to see how they did it. And they have machines that take a lot of the orders. They don't have a whole bunch of workers. When I worked at McDonald's in high school, we had a front line of workers working at the registers. Now, when you walk into McDonald's, they direct you to the machines. You only have to talk to a human being and you can get your food without ever speaking to a human. And it's one person making sure that the machines are working the right way and the customers aren't messing up. And eventually they're going to replace that person with a machine too. If the machine can do more and better work than you, more efficiently than you, you are going to be replaced. And if you didn't know it, know it now. You want to know why I was able to play as a professional athlete, even though I was not necessarily a hot commodity coming out of college. It was not because of my talent. It was because of my ability to sell. Any of you who's been to a grocery store and you see that those registers with people got replaced by registers with machines. All right. That's about to happen in every single industry where there are human beings that are just collecting a check and not having any effect on the bottom line outcome. There are smart bosses, smart managers, and smart CEOs who are looking to save money. That is your salary, that is, by firing you and replacing you with a computer. And they're going to do it. Point number three, the job of a salesperson is helping turn prospects into customers and clients. If you are not doing that, you're not turning people into customers and clients. I'm not saying you're cashing them out because they already decided to be one. I mean, if you're not having an effect of turning someone who was not going to buy into someone who does buy, if you are not doing that actively and effectively, you are going to be replaced. If you think you are just at your job collecting a check, or you realize today that you are at your job collecting a check, or you know you're at your job collecting a check, understand, all right, your bosses are not stupid. Actually, they might be stupid, but because of the shutdowns and the financial hit that a lot of companies took, even the stupid people got woken up over the last couple of years, and they will replace you. They actually might be about to replace you right now, and you're the only one who doesn't know. See episodes 2079 and 2080 on being a difference maker versus a good player. Which one are you? If you are just a good player, Every company is looking to get rid of your ass ASAP. But tomorrow, hopefully it doesn't happen by tomorrow, but tomorrow I'm going to tell you how to be an actual salesperson. Tune in for that. Send me a text to get my daily motivation text free of charge straight to your phone every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And you ready to learn how to be a salesperson? In addition to what I'm going to tell you tomorrow, you want to get direct training from me on selling, pricing your products, creating your products, creating your offers, figuring out who your avatar is. I mean, that is your ideal person that you want to sell to and building a business around it so you can at least pay your bills through your business. And then maybe even go further than that, join me in my Bulletproof Mastermind and you can get or rather and or you can work with me one-on-one by going to my 30-day mastermind, the links and all the information for either 
is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.